Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No like Lansing Road in East Lansing or in Williamston. Get more information or place an order at GroovyDonuts.com. What do you get? When you cross a know-it-all newspaper columnist with an awkward, unsophisticated everyman. Yeah, uh, well, I'm just not sure about that right now. Welcome to Couch and the Room. Welcome to Couch and the Room, Graham Couch, Jason Nick. Our Monday show, we'll get into our Halo Sport hot takes in a moment, and your Halo Sport hot takes a little bit later. Jason, how you doing, man? What's up, buddy? Did you have a good weekend? It wasn't bad. It was not bad at all. Uh, interesting weekend, obviously, with yesterday's events for Michigan State basketball, and, and we're going to get into that quite a bit here. Um, I didn't know the Aaron Henry thing was coming, so I was at a um, at my in-law's pool getting ready to swim you know, showing off my swimming bod and all that, and uh, and then Lucky the Aaron Henry news, yeah. And so I had to shift gears, which always pleases everybody around there. When in, in mid-August you burst into work mode, but no, it's a good weekend. How about you? Oh yeah, it's uh, not bad. Yeah, I saw you were on fire. You were uh, Grand Torino couch uh, about some protest at eleven o'clock at Andy Shore's house, and then oh, with the Henry stuff and Tillman, I'm like, Graham is like on fire this weekend. There's sometimes you send a tweet and like five minutes later you're like, why, 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 why did I even get into this tonight? What, what did I need to do that for? And uh, last night was one of those nights, right? Because you know, a residential neighborhood on a Sunday. I kind of agree with you. I don't know if that's really a great time to be protesting, but for people, I read the comments because it's always my favorite part when you do something like that. And to, for people to say that you can't speak because you're white, I hate that shit too. So. I mean, I understand that if you want to protest outside Andy Shore's house, but 11 o'clock on a Sunday, I don't get it either. So a couple things with that last night, and, and this drives me nuts because you could see how cancel culture happens. Like there were two people with decent followings, like one from New York, one from, I don't know, somewhere else, don't follow me, mm-hmm. who got attached somewhere else and started like blasting. One blasted the LSJ account, like, who is this guy? You know, it's like, okay, seriously, you don't know me, you don't know the situation, you don't know how involved I am with covering this stuff or these people that doesn't matter that, that they it don't care matter. about that. they don't care no. and you know and, and i was mostly did it originally to be snarky about the the gen zers who are all fil- like everybody's filming the guy leading the protest like in 
you know, be part of the protest. Like that, you know, I, I'm sorry, it just looks stupid. Yeah. Um, but th- th- I, I couldn't figure out later that night. I started wondering why did this bother me so much? And there is a point in a protest. Protests are supposed to be uncomfortable. I have no problem going to a civic leader's home to a certain degree at a certain point. There's a certain time of night, though, where things go from being uncomfortable, even really uncomfortable, to physically intimidating, I think. Mm-hmm. And when you show up with an AK-47 rifle with a group of protesters at 11 p.m. on a Sunday, that doesn't I, – I, I'm not – if I'm a civic leader, Wait, I get who your message. AK-47? Somebody there, I think, I, I don't know if it was Paul Birdsong, the guy leading or not. Is Somebody that the guy in the, the red hat and the red shirt? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, he's got something on there. Wow, okay. Well, that's, com- so, that's completely different for me then. And, and, and either way, at 11 o'clock at night, if you came here at 11 o'clock at night, like, it's, just, it's just too late. On a week, if you come to a place, a man's house where his wife and children live at 11 o'clock at night and you're protesting outside the house, there is physical intimidation that goes with that that's different than if you do it at 8 o'clock at night. It's just different. With an AK-47? I thought this was kind of a peaceful protest. I'm sorry. Well, it is. I don't consider it peaceful if you have an AK-47 attached to your arm. That's insanity. Yeah, what are you I don't doing mind. in a residential uh, well, neighborhood? I don't care what neighborhood, residential, wherever. You're carrying an AK-4. I didn't see that part. That's that's crazy. I don't know if it was actually an AK. It was a long gun. No, it's it a was, gun. But, it's a gun, yeah. period. It's at yeah. night, and it's in a suburb. I mean, I would be free. if well, I was Andy Shore, I would be freaked out. Yeah, it was in Lansing, but it, yeah, it was in a, it was a residential neighborhood. But yeah, no, it, it's look, to me, and I, that's what bugged me. And, and yes, you have the right to do the protest like that to some degree, and, and you are getting his attention. But you know what you're not doing if you're a civic leader? Getting in the room. If you're those people, you don't get in the room behaving like that. If you protest loudly and uncomfortably and you do it at a time that is somewhat respectful, mm-hmm. even if it's really uncomfortable, you might get in the room. I, I just there, there's a certain I mean, it'll, point it'll, where it will get you attention doing it that way. Right. But like you said, it won't get your foot in the door to try to solve problems in the future. Yeah. That, 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 so that, I think that's what bothered me. There's a point where an uncomfortable protest becomes physical intimidation and I stop taking you seriously when you do that. That's that's just me, and I don't blame you. And I don't I don't know why you had any regret after you sent out the tweet. That's how you feel. I mean, no, no, you do come, I, you do come off kind of snarky with the this isn't how you make change. And I think that's what set people sure. off if they yeah, don't know the, you. You don't do it on Twitter. One of the things I've tried to give myself a rule, and I have a platform as a columnist. I can write that in a column and write it over the course of a certain amount of words. That's easy to do, much more eloquent. Then people jumping in uh, all sorts of different threads, and and you you, have to, you respond to a few, a couple people I knew. I don't respond to people I don't uh, who don't follow me, because um, you don't know me and you haven't. You're just coming in to to, uh, to pounce. Um, but you, you realize I just don't. I didn't have time for this. I wanted to go to bed, and I sent a tweet that made me react like I always do. And anyway, so it, it wasn't so much I was, and, and people have the right to criticize me as I have the right to criticize them. I. Uh, I'm not sure Andy Shore is the right man for this this time in, in this city, and and I've written that, and and I, I think the protest is important. I, I think that um, there are a lot of yeah. But is the AK-40 a, guy carrying a gun, whatever kind of gun it was, is that the right thing as well? Is that I, to, I just, to solve problems? I don't think so either. And I believe they went up and knocked on the door like nobody answered. Like you don't knock on somebody's door at eleven o'clock at night. We've had crazies here, like uh, meth heads or somebody knock on the door. And it's 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 alarming. It's intimidating, and I run them off, and I run them off loudly, and 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 you know, get the f- out of here. Right. I mean, you, you come to my door at eleven o'clock. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't like that. Yeah. So anyway, that that I think that's what bugged me. There's a, it's just a point in night, and I, it's not about being a, protest is uncomfortable, and I'm not telling people how to protest, but I'll tell you this: 
you protest like that and I'm running the administration, you are not going to be somebody with a foot in the door. You don't get a foot in the door behaving like that. That's all I'm saying. And if the idea is to make change, and even if you got somebody like me who has been very, very much on the, the side of um, uncomfortable protests and some of the things that have happened, I'm talking locally here, right. you, you, you lose me. And I think they also aren't representative of the way most of the black community feels or the way a lot of black leaders in the city would want it done. And that's what bugged me. So anyway, let, let's move on from that. Okay. Because we got a lot of stuff going here. We got our Halo Sport hot takes. Uh, and, and a reminder, uh, join the uh, hydration revolution with Halo Sport. It is 10 uh, calories, no added sugar, refreshing, uh, eight different flavors. You can order variety packs at halosport.com. Or on Instagram, you can text order. A great way to do that as well. That's the way I usually do it. It shows up real quickly. And I, I see now on the Facebook Live, Jason, since we only have one Halo Sport left as a prop because somebody keeps drinking them, you've moved the box there too. <laughs> I, uh, I decided to, to throw the whole box up there because I can't find any more around here. So we have one left and the box. So, yeah, uh, go to halosport.com or on Instagram and let us know how you feel. I know uh, one of our listeners uh, last week just got uh, their Halo Sport uh, ordered and, and coming to them when it arrives. When you've had it, please let me know what you think, and, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll share that as well. All right, Jason, your Halo Sport hot take. You what sure you want me one? to go first? Because I have a hot take on soccer right now. I don't know if you want me to. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll go first because I know you're going to hit on, on Bingham, or excuse me, Bingham, uh, Henry and Tillman. Um, but I just, I'm looking at the roster, and I looked at your three quick takes of the future roster without Tillman. And by the way, I, I totally... Uh, and behind Tillman, kind of testing the waters after seeing you know guys like Luca Garza and Cockburn you know decide to come back. I think it's a really a, a good time for him to test the waters and go because, like you mentioned in your three quick takes, he's going to get drafted. I think teams are going to really like him. He's a smart player. But my question is, who's going to fill the role for Tillman? And I just don't know. And my mind went to Kithier Graham. But I don't know if I'm there yet with Kithier. So I picked Marcus Bingham Jr. Because I just think that it's going to be his role. And you saw glimpses of how great he can be defensively. And I think that he's a, a guy that's – I think he's respected with his teammates too. And I think he's the guy that's going to fill in for Tillman. Yeah, I, I don't know which way it's going to go. Because I, I think there are a number – when you look at these, these four options as fives – and there are all sorts of things that could happen, too, when you talk about Joey Hauser and Malik Hall, because I think your two best players sort of on the interior are Joey Hauser and Malik Hall next year. The problem is I, I think they're both probably best at the four spot. And so how does that work? And, and, and can, can uh, Malik Hall play the, the three? And, but if, so if we just take the four fives, the guys coming in, uh, Matty Sasuku, um, and Julius Marble, uh, Thomas Kithier, and Marcus Bingham Jr. Kithier is like the safe play. Like, he's the ultimate role player. And, um, you know, what, what? Marble is the guy that I am still um, enamored with a little bit. And I think he there is some Tillman in him. There's some, he's got some, some quickness, lateral quickness as a defender. Uh, he, he's a, a strong, I mean, he's he's got some, to him and uh, he's a guy that I think could take a big step I don't know how this year of COVID and usually it's freshman to sophomore year where you take a big jump if that's going to impact things and this is a huge year for Bingham too I mean 
Bingham, it's either going to happen this year or it's just not going to happen, I think, for him. And what about Sissoko? I, I think that's he's an intriguing guy to me, too. I know as a freshman coming in, but with that long wingspan, if he can get some minutes and, and show some things. I just Totally. He's, he's not a rail. I mean, he's built for the Big Ten, and he's a natural rim protector, which is what you want. And so it's going to be up to the other guys to be head and shoulders better than him and more polished. Because if you're going to make mistakes, and this is what I wrote in the three quick takes, if you're going to make mistakes with somebody, if you're going to have somebody who's making errors and, and, and isn't doing certain things you want out of that position, do it with the freshman who looks like he's got tremendous upside. And let let him, I mean, he's, uh, you know, he. I, I think he's going to be a really good player for them. And they're going to be loaded in the interior, but it is a little bit of a glut right now. I mean, I just, um, I'm very curious to see how it goes. But without Tillman, there's no really excuse for anybody. You can't say, well, I just didn't have an opportunity. You know, he's playing 30 minutes a game. If somebody else beats you out, they beat you out. But the opportunity is there for all those guys right now. Right. That was my first one. Very good. You did well. <laughs> you did most of it, but yeah. Sorry. You did well. You did well. <laughs> but you do a Tigers update if you want. <laughs> my first Taylor Sport hot take. I think Aaron Henry is going to have a hell of a junior season. And I think one of the things that will come out of this for Henry is the reality check of exactly how he's viewed by NBA people. I think that's important. I thought it was important for Nick Ward. It didn't necessarily mean he had an NBA career. But I think for Henry, who has a ton of skills that translate to the NBA, very cerebral player, um, you know, obviously an athlete and get someplace in a hurry, can defend, I think, at that level already but needs consistency, needs his motor to always be there, needs to rebound, needs confidence, that he will come. And, and you saw this with his his tweet yesterday, basically saying it's on, that he will come into this season with a focus on getting where he needs to be by next year, and Michigan State will be the benefit of that. Now, will there be a season? I don't know. But if there is a, a substantive season, I think we are going to see – um, Aaron Henry's never going to be an alpha dog score, but we will see a different level of consistency with him in terms of motor and rebounding especially. And why do you think that is? Because last season it was kind of more mental than it is ability with Aaron Henry, and it's been that way. Do you think it's just going to change into this year where mentally he's going to take more of a role? I, I think what happened last year was and, – and guys like me were fell into this too. It was – he had to be the the other guy. He had to be the second or third score. He had to be this guy who, who, and, and that's who he was trying to be. It's not who he is naturally. It, he, you know, it's sort of like Tillman with the NBA. The NBA doesn't want Xavier Tillman for his scoring. I mean, they'd love it if he became a better shooter. They love it if he's more consistent around the rim. But they they love him for a lot of other reasons. And, and Henry's the same way. No, no NBA team is looking at Henry going. That's the guy we need as our leading scorer. They're looking at it as that's the guy who can lock somebody down. That's the guy who can hit an open shot. That's the guy who can get to the rim. That's the guy who can rebound. That's the guy who, you know, there's lots of things that he ought to be able to do at the NBA level eventually. That's who he needs to be his best version of at Michigan State. Michigan State's got enough offense around him. I think he will realize that having talked to NBA people, having been in this real-world NBA evaluation for a little while now. And when, when, you, when you've got Rocket Watts, who's happy to take 90 shots a game, and you've got Joey Hauser who can shoot, and you've got Gabe Brown who'd like to shoot, and you've got they've got lots of offensive options, I think as many as they've had, and um, that, that, that I, 
I think will help him. That's not what they need from him. He needs to be a defensive nightmare, a difference maker on the boards, an athlete who changes who they are, and do it with a motor. And everything else that he needs for him will come into place. Um, and, and I think that's those are the things. And they, they need to build around his strengths too, not expect him to take over with the ball in the wing. That's not really him. But he needs to get the ball and go when he gets it. And he needs. I mean, but I think we will see a side of Henry that understands who he is as a player and understands what he needs to give a little more. I'm not saying he won't have moments where it's not there. I mean, you're, so, you're true to your character to some degree, and there, there are things within him that, that I, you know, we'll see here and there. But I think more often than not, we will see a side of Aaron Henry that is, that is motivated to be in a different place a year from now than he is now. All right, what's your second Halo Sport hot take? Graham, uh, over the weekend, I, I've noticed that the Pac-12, the football players, over 400 of them got together and penned a letter for the Players' tr- uh, Tribune threatening to opt out of the fall camp and participation unless you know, they had some demands. And I, I was reading about it over the weekend, and uh, you know, your first reaction is like, come on, you guys just you need, you know, you need to play. But I, I love the concept that these guys got together. I, I, I don't know why the Pac-12 was the, the ones to start it. I'm surprised it took this long. My only concern is who's leading this kind of charge for the players. I think they need kind of one person to lead this charge to make an impact. I'm, to, I'm totally behind the players. If they don't feel safe playing due to COVID reasons or they feel like they've been exploited, I get that too with uh, you know not being paid. But I just don't know if this is gonna, you know, where the big names or the the big names gonna join on in this too. Because if that starts to happen, then I think we can definitely see some change. But as far as the Pac-12 football, I just don't know how much of an impact it's gonna have. I love the concept though, and I hope it ends up working. Well, you know, you're starting to see some guys, you know, uh, some bigger names join it, and you, you know, and I, I do think there is. This is a very interesting moment. Because there are a couple different arguments, and, and I tweeted out a column today from a, a columnist at the San Diego um, Union-Tribune that sort of took the other side of this. And it's not that I agree with all of it, but there were some, some interesting points, so I wanted to, don't want to tweet it. And a lot of people have written other things as well. Uh, Mark Ziegler, um, and basically it, 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 the headline was, it's time for college sports to tell athletes to take it or leave it. And there, there are a couple, first of all, some of the demands about covid are incredibly, uh, it should be obvious. To me, if you're asking an athlete to play this year, what is it, six years after they're done graduating or something like that, they want health care for anything that's related to something that happens with COVID this year. I think that's a pretty reasonable request. Sure. There, there's a lot of lot of things like that that are reasonable. Um, the, and I think na- name, image, and likeness will take care of some of this, and that's where we're headed. There's a lot of things, though, here. I, I struggle with the idea still that somewhere in this, we've the idea that college football players aren't getting anything now is there. The people just act like this is free labor. I saw Jamil Hill had a, 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 a tweet that said, you know, the, the whole market built on the backs of free labor. Now, this, this ain't quite, uh, you know, building the White House with slaves here. This is, this is I mean, I, I understand it's a monopoly. There is no other minor league. There's very few options, and I think... There are some deep conversations that need to be had about compensation and how Title IX fits and, and, and what we want to do. But also, let's remember that 
and this is pointed out real well by Ziegler in this this column. Everything that a lot of these guys gets in terms of, um, he, he hold on, he gets into it right right here. Sorry. Uh, da 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 da. I apologize. Okay. You know, he talks here. He says, you know, the um, – I, I thought I had all this stuff up here. Sorry. I, it's, it's bad to scroll through a piece. A shadow from the past Feeding the flames The fire on the edge of fury Out of time Running in and out of time Hear the ticking of the countdown clocks Okay, so the, you get a few. <laughs> Jesus. Finally, geez. you get a full scholarship, you know, for five and sometimes six years, plus grad school if you finish your undergraduate degree early. In some cases, worth up to three hundred fifty thousand. Um, you get housing and cost of attendance stipends. Recent additions, uh, because of the scholarship alone wasn't enough, that can be another ten thousand per year in cash. You get priority registration, so you don't have to wait a semester or six for that popular upper division class. Uh, you finish with no student loans or $37,468 less than the average California graduate did last year. He's obviously a San Diego writer. The other thing you get, and, and I'm not saying it's, it's completely fair market value for everybody, but for a lot of these kids, and there is some exploitation that goes on. There are kids who aren't college-ready who get in, but there are also kids who couldn't get into college who now get to go to college, get to go to a prestigious university. There are a lot of uh, special admits among these guys. And and we accept that. And I think we probably need to do more other than just there's a lot of tutoring, but more to uh, if, if we're going to take them into college to making sure they succeed in college and immediately after and not just get them through. I think there needs to be more of that. But I, 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 I there is – I think we, we, we lose sight of what people are truly getting with a scholarship often. At the, at the, but we at always throw ball. the scholarship and the academics out there. Like you're getting a free education. But the, the guys that we are watching on Saturdays – are not staying for four years, a majority of them. They're not getting a full education. Could they come back and get it? Yeah. But do most do? No. So a lot of it is free labor for those guys that aren't really you know, getting a full paid education and really probably don't even care about it. But I get what you're saying. The other concern for me, though, Graham, the fallout, Washington State football coach Nick Rolovich is kicking guys off if they're going to join this unity thing. He's telling players that he will kick them off, and that is the completely wrong way to go about it, in my opinion. Totally. Totally. I, I totally agree here. Uh, you know, I do think that it's important to note that if you do opt out, you don't get to use the facilities. You don't get to be part of what's going on this year because you're saying, for my health and safety, I don't want to be a part of this. Right. And so you don't get it both ways in that sense. But, no, I, totally. It should be a year away with, without repercussions. And, frankly, it shouldn't be a year on your eligibility. I think five-year clocks should be paused this year, too, uh, if, if you opt out. And I, I don't know if that will that will happen or, or not, but it's it, – I, I completely um, – it's going to be fascinating because this is ultimately, I think, going to be the precipice for what uh, this conversation here and the players being hesitant to play. And we've seen stuff from Michigan State guys about this too and that's going to speed up the process of getting to where there's just no college football this fall. That's where we're headed, but colleges are hanging on because the, the repercussions and, and the conversations that have to be had once you make that decision are ugly. And so can you push it to September 26th and see how bad the campus is 
uh, without breaks and things like that? How much you can control that once students come back? Can you, you know, how late can you go? And 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 um, that's all fine and dandy, but if the players aren't really in into it, um, and, and for good reasons, arguably, then there's just not going to be football. All right, my second Halo Sport hot take. Am I only on number two? I'm on number two. Number two, yeah. Mel Tucker took some grief for not landing Andrell Anthony on Friday, the three-star receiver out of East Lansing High School. The notion that he was a backyard kid, you ought to be able to get that kid. And I'm doing a column on this, but I'll give you a little sneak preview here. Because... Everybody said it should be an advantage. He's a backyard kid. Why don't you get him? But it's too much of a backyard kid. And I'm going to go through this a little bit. Kurt Carruthers, Big East Lansing star, 1988 class, Florida State. Mike Sullivan, 91 class out of East Lansing High School, chooses Michigan over Michigan State. Randy Kinder, 93, just talked to him off, got off the phone with him a few minutes before the show, chooses Notre Dame over MSU. Uh, Brad Jones, 2004, Colorado over MSU. Blake Treadwell's dad was on the staff in 2009. So the fact that they were able to get anybody, and, and you know, they got the, the, the offensive lineman this year, is more than they pretty much got. They got Matt Ide in 89. They got Treadwell, whose dad was on the staff in 2009. In other words, it, it, a lot of guys from around this area have gone to MSU, a lot of Sexton and Waverly and Eastern and uh, Ithaca and, you know, all sorts of places. But when you're literally in the backyard, on the doorsteps of Michigan State University, it's a different growing up experience, a different high school experience. You know the college experience. You may know it too well. You may know you've been to college parties there. And I don't think it's an advantage looking at these guys and talking to Randy Kinder. It's, it wasn't, it's not an advantage in the recruitment that they're in your backyard. They're literally in your backyard. Not in your backyard like in the county, like in your backyard if you go to East Lansing High School. And I think that needs to be taken into note when you, when people talk about Mel Tucker m- missing out on a guy. Uh, number one, it's one kid. And, it, you know, this is not a normal recruiting year anyway. And he's going to miss out on guys. It wasn't a four- or five-star make-or-break kid. I think he's going to be a good player. Um, but it, it is – I think that's just something that's a, a little uh, misunderstood in terms of should be able to get him because he's a local guy uh, this – Data out of East Lansing does not back that up. East Lansing kids do not wind up at Michigan State. They didn't for George Perlis. They did not for Nick Saban. Uh, they did not for John L. Smith. And so, you know, this is this is just it's just a little different uh, high school experience. And if you've ever been to East Lansing High School, it is very very close. And if you're a senior at East Lansing High School, you probably have friends and you're at college parties already. I mean. You know MSU uh, differently if you go to East Lansing than you do other schools. Now, what if it were a five-star recruit? Would it be an even bigger deal? I mean, if it happened multiple times around the area, not just East Lansing where Tucker was missing out, I could understand the frustration. But like you just mentioned, you just ran down the list of of, uh, players from East Lansing not going to Michigan State. So it's really not that big of a deal. It's just not. In in some ways, he's got less of an advantage with an East Lansing kid than you do um, you do with other kids. Right. Because they, you can't sell them anything they haven't already seen. They've grown up there. They've been around this. They, they, they go to school every day within walking distance of campus. 
within, you know, 100 yards of frat houses. It's it just it, they know what's happening. So anyway, I, I think I think criticizing Tucker for that component of it is, is just silly. All right, what's your third Halo Sport hot take? I did not know this man personally, Graham, but uh, the story of Jamie Samuelson uh, from 97.1, the morning host and longtime radio guy in Detroit, died of colon cancer at the age of 48. He started in 94, right around when I was in high school, so I did listen to him a little bit. Um, but it was just a real – I was thinking about it a lot, Graham, over the weekend. I mean, the guy was doing – he did a show five days before he passed away. And, you know, just reading all the columns, like, Wojo's last night was amazing. And just a nice guy, and, and it's unbelievable what colon cancer can do. I mean, cancer, period, just, you know, fuck cancer like everybody says, right? But it just, I don't know. I don't know what it was about it, uh, maybe the age, because it's around mine, maybe because I'm being selfish. But it just it just struck me, uh, and it really made me think and ponder about life you know so rest in peace jamie samuelson yeah no i didn't know him well either and uh wish i had because sounds like an amazing guy sounds like uh, somebody who could do a show with you you know somebody who's a straight man who had the uh had intelligence and 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 a wit about him and uh no it was uh yeah i, I wish i'd gotten to know him and, and you're right i, I read some there's really terrific work coming out of uh tony paul wrote a great initial obituary uh column or a story and then and then wojo's uh piece was great uh was 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 tremendous and and reading stuff like that you know graham not a a bad word uh you know the people were saying that not a bad word was said about jamie ever great guy and in radio they said he was egoless and that's impossible to have in this business especially for 25 years and it just made me want, you know, reading about his life, what I took away from it, is just be a better person. Like, tax people if, if, if and congratulate them on stuff. And uh, so that was my, my third take. So I am going to uh, for, forego my third Halo Sport uh, hot take so we can get into other people's because we, we took a little bit of time talking about that protest thing at the beginning. I will leave people with this. Uh, the movie Slumdog Millionaire just saw it. For the first time. Really? Uh, which is amazing. I don't know how. My wife was big into it. Terrific movie. Amazing movie. And if you haven't seen Slumdog Millionaire, see it. That's my third Halo I saw it in the theaters. Yeah, I don't know how I did I mean, it's totally a grand that's movie. That's like, I, yeah, I that know. is, that, wow, third person. Uh, yeah, that's a total grand movie, and I'm surprised you hadn't seen it. Wonderful movie, though. Worth worth seeing. Uh, there's one scene involving a, uh, you know, porta potty in the slums of India. With a child that um, spoiler alert, don't be eating certain. You know, I just, I just, it's, it was a struggle. But, but beyond that, uh, still made it great, through, though, right? I made, I made it through. <laughs> I made it through all the way around. All right, we're gonna take a really quick break. Uh, come back and we'll get into your Halo Sport hot takes. Couch in the room. Where else can you cheer on your team? Enjoy a mouthwatering burger or savory sushi. Sip on handcrafted cocktails or one of forty-six beers on tap. Take your game day or date night to Casket Company Kitchen Bar or Front Forty Three Neighborhood Pub near Frandor. Two amazing places with one awesome blended modern American Asian menu. Catch the game on one of thirty sixty-inch TVs or stop in for the all-you-can-eat lunch buffet. Enjoy happy hour or elevate your night out at Casket Company or Front Forty Three on East Saginaw in Lansing. Come on. 
Come enjoy irresistible, award-winning, handcrafted donuts and locally roasted coffee at Groovy Donuts. Surprise your family or coworkers with special holiday designs and flavors, or put the perfect finishing touch on an event with a custom order. Birthdays, weddings, gender reveals, our friends at Groovy Donuts are your answer. Experience the Groovy Donuts difference for yourself on Lake Lansing Road in East Lansing or in Williamston. Get more information or place an order at GroovyDonuts.com. A new day dawns, and we greet it with gratitude. Thankful for the heroes on the front lines taking big risks daily to keep us safe. We at Dean Transportation stand at the ready with them, supporting our communities in their time of need. We've been delivering food and medical supplies, volunteering our time, and boosting morale to keep spirits high. Our passengers may have temporarily changed, but our commitment to transporting your most precious cargo has never wavered. Dean Transportation, working together delivering the good gambling booze and lots of opinions you're listening to couch and the room all right jason yeah man graham couch jason nick by the way couch in the room presented by halo sport uh join the hydration revolution with halo sport the cleanest hydration drink ever made. I'm telling you, I use this stuff regularly now. Um, I'm at my in-laws at a campsite yesterday. They're drinking booze. I'm drinking Halo Sport. It just, I don't know, it makes me feel good. Um, it's clean. It, it's, it's better than water, better than booze, but it can also become an awesome mixed drink. I go to halosport.com or um, Instagram, Halo Sport on Instagram, and text to order there. Uh, terrific, uh, terrific varieties, eight different refreshing flavors, uh, and let us know what you think if you try it. All right, I am resending you the Halo Sport hot takes Interesting. because there are a, a couple uh, late um, additions. Okay, and 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 I somehow uh, one I missed from from earlier that I wanted to uh, to get in. So um, those are going to be on the way uh, in two seconds. Gotcha. <laughs> We're Hoff's been busy today. He has. Okay. Those those have been sent to you. There we go. All righty. Thanks, Hoff. Eric Schultz, of course, up first. Number one, Aaron Henry will be MSU's third-leading scorer and still declare after the 2021 season is over. Two, Garza, Cockburn, and Ao all returning means the Big Ten is loaded. Three, I could come up with the best hot takes of all time, and they'd still be overshadowed by the fact that they're immediately followed by that damn Dominic. That dude is too <laughs> funny. It's kind of the funny where you're mad you didn't think of it first, and it's every effing week. I hear you, Eric. I mean, it, it's... Uh... The reality is Dominic sometimes should just he's good. Host My favorite. Show. Yeah. Fantastic. We don't play favorites um, though, because you know, I mean if Eric uh, hits it out of the park, we I think we he's won a Halo Sports. Yeah, yeah. Case. I, I believe so. Um the a couple of things. One to the Aaron Henry point, um, and we talked about this before. I mean, he may be the third leading scorer last year and still have a fabulous year and declare for the draft. Um, and, and I don't think that would be an issue. I don't think scoring is what – if Rocket Watts and, uh, you know, Joey Hauser wind up leading him in scoring, I don't think that's a huge deal. The Big Ten, 
this is why I hope there's I – really, I mean, I really want there to be college basketball. And I don't know what it's going to look like and when it's going to start, but Iowa's got a lot of guys back. Um, they always do. Who knows if they can defend anybody. Illinois is getting everybody back. I mean, the Big Ten could, could be fun again. I mean, it was fun last year. It was great last year. I think it could be great again. I love college hoops. And what, when we see college football doesn't happen and we're struggling to get our kids back in school and all these things and people back on campus, and, and I, there are certain things we won't be able to control before college basketball is supposed to start. But as a, as a society – it should be a wake-up call if it's not already, and maybe we can figure out some ways to have a college basketball season to, somehow. I like number two. I mean, the, the Big Ten is going to be loaded, and without Tillman, is that a huge concern for Spartan fans, obviously? Well, they, they were not going to be as good as they would with him, but I, I, you know, they've got lots of options. There's somebody's got to emerge, and they've got it's still a, a fiercely talented team. I, I think they've got a chance to be a national championship contender. Uh, but, but certainly Illinois, who I liked last year, you get that sort of experience back, and guys who are hungry, and uh, I think they're, they're going to be a, t- a terrific team. Speaking of Dominic, he's up next. Number one, the Tigers lost twice on Sunday, which invariably means Graham forgot to place a wager twice. Two, Tillman <laughs> would have come back if not for COVID-19 and the uncertainty surrounding it. Marcus Bingham, however, will re- resuscitate his MSU career if and when basketball returns. And three, extremely considerate of Jason Tatum to brick a free throw up four with three seconds left with some people who had Boston at minus four and a hook. I can't win with people anymore. I think it's just I can't with people anymore. I can't with people. I thought just done. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dominic, I, I feel you. I love the details of Dominic's gambling losses. I, Tatum went for like two things. for 18 that game, too. Yeah, not, not not good. First of all, the Tigers. When it starts, yeah. it is time for the Detroit Tigers. What's happening? Update. What's going on, Couch? Gramanito Couch and Jason What are we doing? So we went one and zero yesterday instead of two and zero, and I'll tell you why. So these seven inning double headers, these real time things, not good. Not good, especially late movement because I, I I got our first bet and we won it. And I'm aware that the second line wasn't out there. I, and I don't know why that is, because it was not originally scheduled as a doubleheader. If that's why, like the second line was not available. And then, I, you know, I'm at my in-laws, I'm in the pool, I'm, try, I'm trying to pay attention, but you can only, you know, fake pee so often to check and get a bet in, you know, and like. Just announce so it. I, Say, hey, listen, I got to go get a bet in. <laughs> so It's legal now. I, by the time I did that, the game had started, it was first inning, but usually you can live do it. There was no live line for it. So I wonder if it, because it was a late addition, if there, I don't know, something was up. There was no line for it by the time I was able to do it. So we won the game. We, we I put in four, but we did not win both. And Vegas has um, been getting games. its uh, ass handed to them the past month, so maybe that might be a reason why too. Yeah, no, a- a- absolutely. Um, Marcus Bingham uh, will resuscitate his MSU career if and when basketball returns. This is the big year for Bingham, right? I mean, he's got to be. The thing for Bingham that he's going to have to understand is the guard skills, yes, are what make him potentially a pro. But what gets him on the floor at Michigan State to have that game develop over the next two years is rim protection and cleaning up around the rim and being showing the toughness that he showed in spurts. And we'll see if he can do it. Matt Greenberg up, Greenberg up next. Excuse me. Number one, Izzo fills vacant scholarship with a guard. Two, Cassius has a better NBA career than any recent MSU guard. And three, uh, the We Are United player movement leads to an NCAA players union. These are good. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with, with the But the again, with the players' union, though, Graham, I mean, who's running it? Who's in charge? They need someone in charge. 
Yes. Uh, well, first of all, with the, with the the scholarship, I'll say this: you don't want to. There's a lot. You want flexibility in 2021. So if there's anybody added to this roster, this MSU basketball roster, it'll be a grad transfer. I I truly believe that. Um, I I don't know what's going to happen with the player movement. I, th- there is certainly momentum here. This is different. It's the middle of a pandemic. I don't know that we actually get a union, though. I don't. That's not where I think this is headed. I think name, image, and likeness will um, take care of a lot of the stuff we're dealing with right now. Once it's around, because you will have the opportunity to make money off your likeness, you'll find out your market value. And uh, is there still some exploitation? Is it still a perfect system? No, but your ability to make money off you will at least will at least be there. And for Cassius Winston to be better than any MSU guard in recent history, that means better than Gary Harris. Um, and I don't know that that happens in the NBA for cash, but I'm also not going to bet against the kid. Maybe me be up next. Number one, Malik Hall, Joey Hauser, Thomas Kithier, Marcus Bingham, Julius Marble, and Gabe Brown conspired to talk up the NBA to Tillman, pushing him over the edge to go. Two, the co-conspirators celebrated their increased playing time last night by partying, allowing ladies into the bubble and ended up with COVID, dooming their chances to play. Three, and Maddie Sissoko and Braden Burke, the only ones not invited to the party, are the only ones left in practice. Izzo likes the lineup, and they become the starters combined for 36 minutes. <laughs> Why did they not get invited to the party? <laughs> I think Braden Burke left, right? He did transfer. Um, that's, uh, yeah, I, I'll say the, the idea of, uh, I think that Marcus Bingham and Marble and Kithier, as much as they liked um, Xavier Tillman, I don't think they're sad today that he's leaving because there was n- there were not going to be a whole lot of minutes to be had for them if he had stayed, and, and now uh, now they've got a shot. So, yeah, no, I, I'm sure they're not. And, and everybody should get their time. I always thought last year was, was Tillman's time. It's too bad they didn't get the March Madness because the way he was playing. But that, that finish was incredible, and that was his time in college basketball. And and I feel like he did what he could for you know for himself and, and – for the program, and, and and I don't know how much he could do duplicating. I'm not saying he, he, he couldn't have come back and had a great year and enjoyed it and 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 improved his stock to some degree of it, but um, I think it's the time for those other guys now. Robert Cost up next, number one. Marcus Bingham steps up and takes over the five spot. Two, four more Spartans leave for the NBA next season, and three, Jamie Samuelson will be missed. Rest in peace. Yeah, you know, I, this is there have been very few moments in a while where I wish I had gotten to know somebody who feel like, and feel like I could have had that opportunity just because I'm in, in the media. I've been around a lot of his other friends and kind of wish I'd reached out at some point and figured out, you know, I don't know, he seems like a great guy. And uh, and just feel awful for somebody at that age with that age family and what... Three um, kids, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, my wife went through uh, something similar, but she was, you know, in her, in her 20s when it happened. And it, it, it's a little different when you're when you're an adult, but she still struggles with it. Um, the four more Spartans to the NBA next season. So that would be and Rocket who, Watts, and who Joey Hauser, yeah. Yeah. Um, Aaron Henry, and who's the who's the next guy? I don't. I, it, I can't come. Just comes in as a beast, <laughs> one and done. I, 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 you can convince me on three. I would struggle to find the fourth. Yeah, uh, Steve Beckman up next. Number one, Xavier Tillman will end up in San Antonio and give MSU fans another reason to cheer for the Spurs. Two, uh, Andrell Anthony will have a career arc similar to Drake Harris at U of M. Three, Aaron Henry will make the leap next season and become a lottery pick. Yeah, I feel like one of the things that stinks for a guy like Andrell Anthony is, it, it, I mean, 
you go somewhere and now everybody's you know around here from your hometown is not everybody. He's got friends and people he signs in, but MSU fans certainly rooting for you not to succeed there. And what's weird about the whole thing is you get this pushback like Michigan fans like, yeah, we got him. He's one of us. And Michigan State fans upset. Angel Anthony was clearly torn for much of the recruitment. He wasn't sure what he was going to do. It's not like he's some rah-rah U of M guy. It, it, you know, we, we're the ones who create this sort of them or us. It's not the kid. He doesn't have any of those bad blood feelings for, for, for Michigan State. But I, I'm curious to see what he will do. I'd, um, I, I'd, Drake Harris obviously things did not work out for him at U of M. Alex James up next. Number one, Aaron Henry struggles and has a midseason verbal spat with Izzo that sours him and he never reaches his potential at MSU. Jeez. Two, Xavier Tillman is out of the league in three years. Three, asking to be relevant again was included in the list of demands prepared by Pac-12 football players. Ooh, there's a shot Man, there. At the Alex effect. James, well, positivity. Yeah. Now, let's go with Tillman here, number two, um, because I think Tillman is – built for the NBA. I really do. I really think he's built to be a role guy in the NBA. Maybe he'll be a little more than that, but I doubt it. But I, I think he is built as a rotation guy who will, and first of all, he's going to be a great locker room guy, a great communicator, a great representative of your organization. And he is a guy who, the way he deals with ball screens on both ends of the court is at the NBA level. He can guard multiple positions. He'll be able to rebound at that level. And he's a guy who's taken his game to different levels throughout his college career and understands what to do with that. I, I think he's a guy who plays a decade in the NBA. And um, and you can definitely other, go through the NBA rosters and look at some of the guys that are in the league and go, yeah, yeah Tillman should be in the league. You would think. Right. And then, but, you know, and some guys, guys don't make it who you think are really going to be great. But Tillman is a guy that I, I just think the, he fits what the NBA is now other than not having a – a real a three-point shot yet to stretch defenses. But, uh, you know, and, and who knows what next year will look like because it's going to be a weird year. But I, I think he will be a guy who's uh, in the NBA for, for quite a while to come. David Jackson writes in, number one, running the number. It looks like if we assume Aaron Henry leaves after his junior year, a near mortal lock assuming no injury, the roster head count numbers look fine, and MSU won't have to pull a beeline and run, run off upperclassmen reserve players. Two, if MSU wins big without Tillman and Winston after winning the Big Ten without Ward, McQuaid, and Goins, after winning the Big Ten without Jaron Jackson, then Izzo will be the greatest coach in Big Ten history. And three, one of the 11 Star Wars movies, the first two filmed were the best, and the most recent one filmed was the worst by a mile. As for this trend, I find my lack of faith in Disney disturbing. Well, Disney, uh, with the Hamilton Having Ham Hamilton's production is, is um, redeemed itself for anything for me. I'm not a star. Are you a Star Wars guy? No, I've I've yeah. seen a few. Yeah, me too. Treese is a big wrong. Star Wars nerd, so okay, I will watch them. Um, I I think a, cu a couple things. I think these are really good though. The idea that if you do look at the fact that MSU won the Big Ten, if MSU wins the Big Ten next year after losing Tillman and Winston, when what they were after winning without Ward McQuaid and Kenny Goins, after without Jaron Jack, I mean. There is there is a consistency to what Izzo does. It is incredible. The first one, the roster, um, I, you know, I got to do the numbers right. But if they want both the 2022s into 2021, they're going to need one more to leave, I believe, other than Aaron Henry, uh, before um, 2021, if if they want to get. Uh, both kids in, not just Imani Bates. Note Voli up next. Number one, hey guys, got engaged this past Saturday, working it around your shows, Your shows, of course. Commitment <laughs> is enough for Halo Sport. I rented a 38-foot sailboat for just us, Scout and Traverse City, hashtag romantic. How did you two propose? 
When did I propose? Mm. Uh, two, enough romance. Back to sports. I represent the show. Still backing our number two car, Brad Kozlowski, <laughs> on Victor this weekend. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Three, hockey is back. The best sport to watch right now. Maybe basketball is second, but there's no defense, and I just can't watch baseball. Hashtag slow. Great stuff. No goalie here who, who, who may win. Uh, first of all, for working uh, our shows around his engagement. Um, Jason uh, engaged by, uh, got engaged by saying, hey, uh, uh, you, you got health insurance? I'll take it. And, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> that was, Can't lie. <laughs> that's how it happened. Yep. My, mine was even less romantic. Um, I, we were going <laughs> to – I think I don't know if I've told this story before on here, but we were – I was looking for ways to do it. I had bought this ring, and it had a 30-day return policy. Uh, but Elizabeth was living in Chicago at the time, and we were only seeing each other so often. And I was going to do it on uh, – uh, Christmas Day before flying out to a bowl game that year. I can't remember one of the. Can't remember which one. It was. Oh, I think it was the the playoff bowl game before the Alabama loss from Michigan State at her apartment, and and I had, that was going to be my only gift. And like a few days before Christmas, her uncle from Wisconsin sent an email saying that like their whole family was going to be in Chicago and they wanted to take us out for Christmas dinner, which totally killed my game on like the ability to propose and do a romantic night under the tree with one you know thing that was a was a um, a ring so i scrapped it i had to buy i bought like a, a mattress topper and a vacuum and other things for it. it was awful and then now i'm running out of time before the 30-day return policy i'm getting nervous not that i thought she was going to say no not that i wanted to take it back but i kind of wanted to do it within the window so she came home one weekend and we were running out of time and i was like screw it we're just watching a movie we're watching the paper with michael keaton on the, and we're on the couch I'm, I'm just gonna go get the ring and do this now and i go to get the ring and i come out and she's on the phone yelling at like UPS about something. I'm like, oh crap, she's in a horrible mood. So I'm just pacing and sweating. And uh, she still jokes to this day just how much heat and energy was coming off my body and how nervous I was as I did it. And that was our romantic thing. She just got off the phone swearing at UPS. And I um, sat down on the couch next to her and said, Will you marry me? <laughs> After all that? After all that. Did you even get down like on one knee and all that I stuff? Don't- think i did i don't remember i was i'm, I'm nervous to, like i'm getting hot right now i'm sweating telling the story i remember now, I how long were you guys time. dating at that time couple uh a couple years so you knew she was gonna say yes what are you sweating for i don't know I, 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 yeah yeah it's a great question and by the way before we go to the next three graham i'm gonna make an executive decision we're just gonna go past the top of the hour since there's nothing next hour we'll just finish all of these is that cool okay. with you we'll just keep rolling until we we're done does that work does that work for you it works for me. We're going to do it because there's nothing after our show except for a replay, so we're going to be fine. Okay. So we're just going to keep going till we get them all done. Sounds great. All right. Hans Jurgen up next. Number one, nothing kills the sex life of a middle-aged couple than a broken air conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be quick. Two, the crowdless NBA games are no big deal. Reminds me of the Maui tournament. And three, everyone should be free to recognize the anthem in their own way. Don't be a rageaholic or a cancel culture a-hole. Totally agree. We got to respect each other much more on this. And when people, you know, it was being announced who was standing for the national anthem. Yeah, yeah. Let 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 let, let people do what they want to do. Sure. That's, uh, but uh, the uh, the yeah the first one is I I'm, I'm, I would be with you there. Maui usually has a great crowd. It's it's more of a packed tight gym. It's sort of the opposite, right? It's a it's a different kind of. Field. I love it's what the intimate. NBA is trying to do. I mean, they're doing their Me best. Too. And you know, I watched a whole slate of games yesterday, and it. You know, it is kind of interesting to watch the people on the video screen. I don't know if they're live or if it's like recorded on a loop, but it it's it gives it a nice feel. And I tell you what, 
the, the players are playing unbelievable. They're in shape, and it's it's fun to watch. There have been some great games. I've already seen them, and the, and the, and the hockey uh, to the point of no volley as well has been um, really good. I watched. Oh, I don't know, really great, but I watched. I watched the Blackhawks first game, and it was it was fun to see. And I, I think I hope hockey is able to pull this off in the bubbles too. And this is maybe me be for Hans Jurgen. Number one, nothing combats the problem of no AC like an ice cube and Leon Bridges music. Interesting. Thank you. That's who's good Leon Bridges. I don't know, okay. but it's <laughs> <laughs> should have just went to two and act like we knew. Two, no football in the fall will help will help MSU because the team will have more time to bond with staff. And three, the next season MSU plays, we will have a kick returned for a TD. Well, that that'll be something because that hasn't happened in, in a while. Although I do believe there is one in there somewhere, at least a punt. I, but yeah, no, it's it's really been since Keyshawn Martin that that's been that that's been uh, decent. Um, the the no football in the fall will help MSU because the team doesn't have more time to because the team uh, will have more time to bond with the staff. I I just don't know if it helps or or hurts or I mean it's just such a weird year. I don't know if it does anything lasting. It's certainly not the kind of running start you want for a program. Um, but th- the other side of that is, say there was no football all year, but you were able to have spring practice, the one thing you would get if you're Mel Tucker is sort of the normal run-up. You'd at least know your players at this point. You'd have some familiarity with everything, and then you'd get, instead of starting up with getting the job in February, jumping into spring practice, you'd have a recruiting class, a normal winter conditioning to some degree, and then spring practice. I don't know if it hurts or helps either way long term. John Freeberg up next. Number one, Foster Lawyer will set uh, will still get schooled this season due to his wimpy physique. Two, MSU will be ranked top 15 even with the loss of Tillman. And three, Illinois, Iowa, and Wisconsin will all be ranked ahead of Spartans in the Big Ten. There's a chance at the beginning they will because people rank based on stars and they lost Cassius Winston and Xavier Tillman. Um, just like they sometimes rank when all you've got is a star returning and nothing else. Um, I think Foster Lawyers can be a bigger part of this team than people realize. I, I do. And does he have a wimpy physique, or he's just he's short? He's just a small guy. Yeah, There's a lot of good players that are of that height. You know, he just needs yeah, to get more a, physical. Yeah, I think he's a fairly tough kid. I mean, he hangs in there. He gets he'll he'll take the punishment. He's just not that big. And so there is a question of how strong he can get and and what he can do. But I think they're going to want a true point guard who's a veteran on the roster this year. I think Foster Lawyer will be a guy that, you know, there's been a lot of times in the last two years where Izzo's just yanked him out of games. There are going to be moments where Izzo maybe looks over at Rocket Watts and is like, put Foster in there. What's, what's Rocket doing? You know, just you're asking Rocket Watts to lose some of his natural instincts to be a point guard or have a freshman like an A.J. Hoggard do it, their whole guard. And uh, I think Foster Lawyer will be valuable this season. Should we just call him Hoagie? Hoagie. Right, easier. I like it. Peasy up next. Number one, Xavier Tillman will get drafted by the Lakers and be a key bench player during the 2021 title season. Two, nothing wrong with Jonas opting out. Kudos to him for ghosting the Mets. Three, NBA NHL are showing the bubbles work. NFL will have to adopt some bubble format to have a season. Hmm. Dude, it's Cespedes it's just bounced. You can't do that, though. At any employer, you can't just walk out and just say, oh, yeah, I'm going to the ball. He's Not a weird playing. dude. He's a weird dude. Um, but he used the opt out for the for the COVID. I just don't know if that's his legitimate concern. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I mean, don't what's see it at the all. Mets record here? Yeah, three and seven. They're done. I mean, just the, the the bubbles thing is. I mean, yeah, you're right. The NBA and NHL are showing it works. The MLS did as well once they got there and they got through those. And the NFL, I don't know that they can do it. I just don't know that there's a bubble possibility for the NFL. But I would think too many players. We're we're seeing right now though with baseball how difficult it is if you don't have it. And so I, I don't. It just doesn't bode well. And I don't trust the NFL to have a plan anyway. Uh, three more from PZ. Number one, Danton Cole is the second. Oh, I think these are the ones I just added. Sorry, this is from Jer Bear. Jer Bear, excuse me. Uh, number one, Danton Cole is the second best recruiter on campus right now. Two, pre-existing notions of the NHL being run poorly is keeping news quiet on how well they are running a bubble. And three, baseball will see multiple early retirements before the 2021 season. So Danton Cole is having a really good run on recruits, and Jer Bear has been putting these recruits out there and frankly at the LSJ we probably ought to do a better job of, of keeping tabs on it um have Jer Bear do it we ought to hire Jer Bear that that really is the move that really is the move multiple early retirements in baseball though right from who is that COVID yeah I, I'm, 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 I don't know where that's going but uh I mean maybe some guys who just don't want to go through all this but I, I don't I don't know there's so much money to be made and I think the NBA will show the college basketball, the NCAA, how a bubble is run, and it's a possibility, right? I mean, if it's yeah, all, it's, it's kind of a success to, so far. It's hard to have a bubble in 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 in, in college sports, and I'm not saying you can't do some things that are modified to, uh, you know, it's just hard. It's hard to have a bubble in college sports. Next one from Raymond Chains, uh, number one. The reason so many Tigers who were in the slump last year excelled on other teams is that the spirit of the team had been crushed, and this is bled into the performances of Verlander, Castellanos, and et cetera. Castellanos, excuse me. Two, this year is in a sharp contrast. At the risk of a bad pun, these Tigers have the eye of the Tiger and will lose <laughs> games but won't give up. Three, it's too easy to be a doomsday prophet. At least progress is being made with vaccines and treatments are improving. I get excited every time I hear vaccine news, and it feels like we're further along. I get nervous then when I hear from a health expert about how long it takes for those things to be approved and tested and then distributed. And uh, it sounds like, you know, I mean, it could be the next summer, even if things go well realistically before it's widely spread, which are widely um And then you see Trump, and then you're like, oh, it's great. Totally <laughs> hold on, hold on, More <laughs> issues. Uh, no, the Tigers are definitely making this question, this Tigers bet. We are going to go through this Cardinals series as long as the cold Cardinals team exists. And isn't lost to, to COVID, but um, that should have been one of my hot takes. I think we're going to end up betting with the Tigers. Yeah, I think point. you might be right. I mean, because early on, it just even though they lost these two games, made me feel a little better. I, I they don't they don't seem to have the same because the lines are with you. You can you don't even need them to win most days. You can just bet them to lose by less than two. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I, I think we we might wind up there. Rick Pizzo up next, number one, women's college volleyball is every bit as exciting as football and has much less downtime. Two, as a whole, college wrestling has the most passionate and informed fan base I've ever met. And three, Major League Baseball stinks. Hashtag Halo Sport Hot Takes. I love it. Rick so Pizzo from, that's I take, from, I take from Rick, BTN. Yeah. I take Rick yeah. likes the niche sports. He does. but and, and I've always thought we made the mistake as a society of – like women's volleyball should be the the opposite of there should be the uh, the counter to men's basketball. Like that is a above the net exciting fast sport that I think people would love if we let's cut the um, shit. They have they wear short shorts. 
Well, that's another issue, and I, you know I think high high school volleyball has way too much to do with you know that. that um, I, I don't know. I want to be careful what I say here, but it's I, I don't believe they need <laughs> to wear those shorts. It does not help participation. It may help. Well, I mean, how many old creepy dudes do you see at high school volleyball games that don't show up for other sports? I'm just going to put it there. Put it there. I haven't been to one, but. I'm sure there's tons. I'm sure there's somebody tons. who used to cover high school sports. I, <laughs> you, you'd see the crowds; they were different at high school volleyball games. The number uh, of dads who just made it somehow. Nobody had to work to the high school volleyball tournament on a Saturday. Just nobody one, ever has to work. Just one ticket, please. Just one. <laughs> uh, Jake Hawkins, number one, great article from Graham about Xavier Tillman and Henry's decisions. Both are no surprise. Good luck to Tillman, the next big man up to replace him for Aaron Henry. Step and live up to potential. Two, felt good to have a weekend of live sports options, NASCAR, NBA, NHL, golf. There's no clear favorite for the NHL and NBA playoffs. Both will be interesting. Three, here are two modern-day Westerns to check out that are good. Yellowstone on Paramount Network and Logmire on Netflix. Longmire. Yeah, I've heard, Longmire I need to check out, and, I, and I'll do that. This is a reaction to my uh, <laughs> take last week that we needed more Westerns. Um, and... Uh, Pretty, uh, pretty Yellowstone. Typical. That's with uh, uh, Kevin Costner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's. Uh, I, I, I'd like to check both these out, and I've not seen, not seen either. Um, the uh, appreciate the, the the compliment on the article. It does feel good to have live sports. It feels great to have the NBA and NHL. I'll be honest. That that, that is. Um, well, it's kind of a March Madness vibe. I mean, there's games that are happening now, and it's all day long. I love it. Right. Yeah, no, it, it's and that's and we're gonna get this for a couple months. I I think it's it, it's therapeutic. It's fun to have on in the background. It's it's fun to pay attention. It's fun to bet on. It, it it's just great. Uh, last three from Upper Deck Jerk Guy. Number one, Jason should be the lead on the show. Two, college <laughs> college sports will cha- uh, change more in the next three to five years than in the last sixty nine years. And three, fuck cancer. We can all agree, fuck cancer. It's it's just a piece a of lead on the show. What does that mean? Well, you'd be the guy introing oh. the show instead of oh, me. Oh, it's fine. We're just here to get, in, get the show in. Oh, you're such a diplomat. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm I don't kidding. care. I just as long as we have fun on the show, it doesn't matter who leads or all that shit. Spoken like a man who doesn't lead the show. <laughs> no, I can if you want. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I think you're right on college sports there too. Real predictor guy. I think the next three to five years, um, and I don't know next six, last sixty nine, but certainly in our lifetimes. So uh, great show. Uh, appreciate everybody giving us their Halo Sport hot takes. Appreciate Halo Sport. Go to halosport.com or Halo Sport on Instagram and text order. Uh, we will be back Wednesday. Jason, good job, man. Yeah, man. See you. Couch in the roof.